Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the HP Podcast. I'm Ben. With me here today is the most glorious ginger of them all, Brandon Duncan. Hello. What's up? How you doing, man? I'm okay. I don't feel great. I've been sick for the last couple of days. Some asshole named Dustin got me sick over the weekend. God damn it. I know, but I'm here. Uh, we did delay the show a day. We had some scheduling changes, some weird mix-ups. Dave's not with us today, uh, but then I didn't really, I wasn't really butthurt over the, the day delay just because I was feeling even rougher yesterday than today. So, but here we are, Brandon, you and me, like yeah. old times. Yeah, just like old times. And you may feel bad, but you look great. I always I like, look great. I, I like the haircut. I very that. I very handsome man, indeed. Um, I'm doing well myself. Uh, I just had some delicious, incredibly run-of-the-mill tacos, but um, <laughs> sometimes you just got to get them out of the bag and just get it done. And it's still good. It's like I can appreciate really good tacos and I can appreciate just like from the packet tacos. Wait, so you said you had to get the tacos out of the bag? What does that mean? Yeah, I mean, you know the whole joke like like white people taco night where you just yeah. like take the seasoning packet and you put it in the beef and then mm-hmm. that's it. And yeah. then you just put cheese on it. That's what I did. But Oh, nice. W- what I'm trying to say is there is some you nuance are very to the top. white. That is true. Um, I'm I mean, not I am den- too. I've never denied that. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm feeling good. Got some tacos in my stomach is what I was getting at. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm ready to talk about games. I'm kind of sad, but we'll talk about that later. The The Call of Duty beta has left a hole in my heart. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. A, li- a little bit, a little bit. I'm playing Fortnite still, but we'll talk all in time, Ben. All, all in, in time. All in its due time, for sure. I agree with you on that, the, the, the Call of Duty part, but I'll talk about that some more, too. For sure. We got, a, we got a lot to talk about Call of Duty. That actually might end up being half the show. We'll see. Deal we'll with see. it. Let's lead it off with the most anticipated, unexpected news of the entire year, really. And that is <laughs> just dripping with sarcasm as I say it. Uh, Skull and Bones has once again been delayed. This game has been oh. in development for a decade at this God point. God damn. And if I had to guess, it wouldn't still be in development if it weren't for money they got from the Singaporean government to help develop it. But this comes from their Twitter account, Skull and Bones. It says, today we'd like to give you an update regarding our release date. Although Skull and Bones' development is finished at this stage, the in- invaluable feedback received during our various technical tests and insider program convinced us we could use a bit of extra time to polish and balance the experience even further and ensure you all get the best experience we can offer. We have therefore decided to push our initial launch date to March 9th. They said 9th March, but I refuse. March 9th, 2023. 
We will be organizing more insider program sessions to continue gathering feedback. And in case you haven't had the chance to participate yet, you can also look forward to our open beta in the near future. Thank you for your support and stay tuned for more information. Now, Brandon. Yikes. I know you've just been eagerly anticipating Skull and Bones. What do you think of this? Yeah, I've been really chomping at the bit here. Um, (laughs) But I I just don't like the way they put this because if the game is done and you're telling me that you're tweaking it, why the fuck did you push it six months? If the game's not done, just say that. It's okay. I feel like, you know, it's been so long at this point, nobody actually gives a fuck about the game. I mean, very few people, at least in my circle, actually care at all. Um, But like to say that you need six months and I'm sure there's a lot more that goes into it than just balancing weapons or ships or something like that. But like if you would just would have said, Hey, we did some technical tests and you know, our shit isn't good. I, I just feel like transparency is always better and not that it matters at all when the fuck this game comes out, but like, why not at least be, be clear about it? You know what I mean? Because it's been so long. So just, just play it that way. It's going to come out when it's going to come out. And, you know, don't say that it's because you're balancing only or whatever the fuck they said in that statement. It's like six months is a long time. Polish Um, was the word they used. Yeah. I I imagine just to play a little devil's advocate when they say that the development is finished, what they mean is it's feature complete. Like it's 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 playable from start to finish now. But yeah, I just. There's nothing about this game for the last several years that's given me a lot of hope. And I would have to say that maybe I already, did I already just say this? I'm I'm having brain lapses right now. Okay, guys, in <laughs> in triplicate. But they're getting money from Oh yeah, you did say I did say that. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have to think that's a reason yeah. why why this is happening and also the fact that um I don't think it's a it's a mistake or a uh, I think it was a mistake to announce this game as releasing during the same month as Call of Duty and God of War. Yeah, especially right. a day before God of War. Yeah. But- Granted, you got vastly different audiences. Now, this is a game that a lot of people who really like Black Flag. Will probably enjoy. I mean, it's seems to be have some of the same similar blood, but Man, there's just nothing about this game that looked appealing to me from no, a no. from a gameplay perspective. But I would guess that not only during their technical test and insider program, but also the feedback they were getting online and on Twitter and everywhere else after some of their showcase stuff did not say you need to release this game immediately for us to play it because it looks awesome. Like right. there was so much people downplaying it so much. Yeah. I think it's kind of cursed and has been cursed from the beginning. And that's very clear. Um, I don't know, Ben, it is kind of not the same at all, but if I polished a piece of metal for six months, that shit better be coming out looking crispy as fuck. And I'm going to wait till March to save my judgment, but I'm not thinking this is going to make much of a difference. If I had to guess anything at all, it could have been released at the date, but it's not going to. Like you said, bad timing. It was bad timing from the start. Too many other big titles and the market is only so big. People only have so much money. And when your game isn't good enough to even draw people in when things aren't coming out, maybe it's better to say that you're in quotes, polishing the game for the next six months. 
Um, not to say it doesn't need it because clearly there's been feedback, but I don't know. All around, it's just uh, an incredible disappointment from start to finish. And uh, this game should have been canned a long time ago, in my opinion. So you keep saying polish. Is it the phrase you can polish a turd or you can't polish a turd? You you can try. I think I watched a Mythbusters segment where they tried to polish a turd, and I think it is literally possible. Yeah. So in a, it, like March, we will ask um, Ubisoft if they were capable of making this turd shiny. Um, and I think the reviews will speak for themselves. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know, man. Like I said, I don't think anybody is really that broken up about it. No. Um, and to be honest with you, if I'm excited from anything from Ubisoft, it's not this. Yeah, so, and there isn't much we're excited for from Ubisoft to be right. to be to be fair. Right. And I mean that's the whole point. It's like you're weak as shit and you're delaying it. So who cares? It'll come out when it comes out. Uh it'll be fucking 30 bucks by fucking <laughs> April. Uh yeah. and uh you know that's that. Ubisoft games are just like that. But um, Well, that's the worst part about this is if it came out in the beginning of November by Black Friday at the end of the month it would have been 30 bucks already. True, true, true. So now, you know, you're going to pay probably 70 well you're definitely going to pay 70 bucks for a few more months. That was the other thing. I wonder if uh once they made the announcement that it was going to be 70 bucks for sure that the the negative feedback from that they were like, "Okay, we got to actually justify it." Yeah. Now, I don't think they're going to be able to do that, but anyway. What a what a shame. We yeah. actually have to justify the price tag. <laughs> yeah, what a what an absolute travesty for sure. Okay, well, I don't have a lot more to say about Skull and Bones, so we'll move on. The PlayStation Plus monthly games for October were announced today. We got Hot Wheels Unleashed. Let's we got go. Injustice Two. Nice, and we got Super Hot. Brandon, Super Hot. You've played two of these games, right? Yeah, I have. You've got Super Hot. Yeah, and I and I have both Injustices. That's so, right. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you what. This is. A good lineup. Injustice a, 2, phenomenal game. Yeah. Super hot, speaks for itself. And Hot Wheels Unleashed, a game neither of us have played, but we both, they caught our eye for sure. Dude, one hell of a lineup. I mean, most people that have been interested have already played Super Hot, but, you know, if anyone's listening and has not tried it, please just try it. It's 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 not really like any other game that's out there. Um, super, super cool the way it does time and everything. And Hot Wheels... I wanted to buy it when it came out. I heard good things. I think Phil bought it. Um, I'm sure Phil bought it. And was talking highly of it. So I've always been interested in the Hot Wheels games. I can even remember on our like first PC, we had a a Hot Wheels game. So was definitely interested in that. Um, And Injustice, obviously a classic. Um, Maybe, just maybe, we're being primed for a new superhero Mortal Kombat game. Just maybe. Certainly possible. I would definitely say that... Super hot coming out. It's no coincidence that Super Hot is going to be free and or or part of the lineup. And then, you know, early next year, PSVR 2 comes out. They want to get people reinvested in this franchise because I can't imagine they won't have a patch for Super Hot for PSVR 2. Right. So you, to get people reinvested in that franchise when they might be buying shiny new hardware soon that will have a game on it isn't a bad idea at all. Yeah, and we did talk about it. I can't remember NetherRealm's official statement, but they definitely have not recently done two Mortal Kombat's in a row. So you would imagine that it's very possible they're trying to get back in on that with all the goodwill that Mortal Kombat 11 gave um, to kind of reinvigorate you to superheroes. Um, Although it is the DC side, so it is a little bit slower in all aspects. But sure. 
Still a good game. Still a really good game. I think it would be a little difficult going back to Injustice 2 at this point after how polished and absolutely perfect Mortal Kombat 11 was. But that just makes me eager for Injustice 3 um, because they have a wonderful formula. So keep on it, man. Sure. Keep on it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, moving right along. I just smashed a button I didn't mean to. Smash that like button. Smash that motherfucking like button. Uh, which actually reminds me to remind all of you about our Patreon. Somewhere, somehow, through this. Uh, we have a Patreon. Go over to handsomephantom.com slash Patreon. Or actually, it's patreon.com slash handsomephantom. Either one will actually take you there. Little as a dollar a month, you get ad-free early access to the show. You get access to our Discord, which you can also get for free just by going over to handsomephantom.com slash Discord. And uh, come hang out with us there. We'd appreciate that. But yeah, got to get the plugs out of the way. We'll probably do it again later. We'll see. Brandon, you wanted to talk a little bit about Overwatch 2. Yeah, no, I've I've been very, very uh, mum about Overwatch 2. And every single day up to launch, um, I found a new way to be disappointed before the game has even arrived. <laughs> um, I'm just going to line up a couple things that I have pulled up here just to kind of kind of help everyone understand why I'm a little bit frustrated. Um, Some things that aren't quite as bad, but still interesting choices overall. Um, Let me see. I just had it pulled up. Where did it go? Okay. So an interesting choice is that you will have... I saw earlier that you have to win 100 matches to even be able to dip your feet in the competitive pool. You have to win 100 matches? That's what play 100 matches? I saw win. Wow. Which is insane. I don't know that it was officially from the Overwatch Twitter. There's a ton of like third party Overwatch Twitters. Um, I, I can't verify the credibility, but it seems right with how disappointed I've been lately. Yeah. Um, in addition to that, we learned today that Overwatch 2 will record your voice chat and requires a phone number. Um, so that way they can make sure that you're not saying anything bad so they can ban you. So they will be monitoring your voice at all times when you're in chat, which is, um, I'm not concerned by what I'm saying. I just don't like when companies infringe upon any of my conversations, period. Absolutely. So, um, just want to make that clear. And, uh, lastly, and most offensively to me is that whenever you're launching a new game, the best way to get new players in is to incentivize them. Okay. And that's what they want because this is a microtransaction game now. So ideally you get new players in, right? That have never played Overwatch. There are people that have never played Overwatch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But Game Informer today said it will take brand new players 100 matches to unlock all of the original heroes that were unlocked two or three days prior to the launch of this game. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? I don't know, man. I, I, I think that visually they've tried to do a lot to set themselves apart from the first game, at least the character models. And I think they want to be flashy and they want to be like call of duty, but every single turn, this game has given me more information I've been disappointed. Right. I I don't know whether this is going to be dead on arrival or it's going to be dead in a couple months, but I think there's some big problems coming into the launch of this game. And I feel very, very, very bad for the community. I'm a part of it. I'm a little bit, you know, on the outskirts at this point, but, you know, I've played literally 
three, 400 hours of this game. And I loved this game. I loved it so much. Um, but the content was dry um, and nothing happened for years and years. And then something new is happening. It's free to play, which I'm sure they keep touting as as something good. You know, right. the reason that we can do all this stuff and there's not many changes because it's free now. That's great. And it is great that it's free. I'm not saying that. But with all these other little tricky, little greedy shit that I keep seeing here, man, I don't know. I just it's not good. And between Diablo Immortal and this, I am just very concerned with how they are going to be handling the monetization in this game. Um, And the writing seems to be on the wall. I don't know that I understand the language of the writing yet, but I kind of know it's bad. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm so frustrated because I want this to be good. I have hope for the PVE, but I think it's also absolute bullshit that it's not coming out at launch. Right. Um, you know, once again, we're shipping a half-finished game. Once again, you know, what was it? A year a year and a half ago or something like that, we got all this amazing news about PVE just to be told that it's not coming out until the following year. And I just, I don't know. Unless it comes out and it's incredibly fair with the microtransactions, which... I don't Unlikely. see that happening. Yeah. I, don't, I don't see that happening. And, you know, uh, unless there's a lot of content, which has yet to be seen. I mean, they did do the roadmap. They said something like six new maps in season one, something like that. But like, is that six new maps of just one mode? Is that the classic mode has six new maps? Or is there six new team deathmatch? Ma- like, I don't know. There's just so many bad shines coming from blizzard right now as far as overwatch goes that i can't help but be mum on this um i saw some discourse today saying that everyone's been so used to shitting on overwatch for years that they just keep doing it even when there's something good about the game but please in the discord sound off to me about the things i just said and tell me how those things are good please well i know we've got a couple kind of diehard overwatch folks uh in the discord uh, so it definitely would be interesting to hear from them. Brandon, uh, your girlfriend is yeah. super into Overwatch. How's she yeah. feeling about all this? Like she's currently super into it. Right, right. Yeah, no, I kind of passed the torch um, and I'm super glad that she's she's really enjoyed that game and found something that she loves so much. But I, she's also disappointed before yeah. it's even come out. Um, I think that my negativity has probably spread to her. Sure. And I, and I think at times I do like tend herpes. to... No, wait. Right. <laughs> that's different um but you know the negativity does tend to spread but like i don't know man all this news i just i i can't be positive about the things i just read i just can't so genuinely someone helped change my mind i i don't have that long to wait okay i'm gonna know myself here in about a week what's gonna go on with that game at launch but tell me why you're excited in the discord about overwatch or maybe i'm just full of shit maybe i just like the shit on it right maybe i'm just mad that jeff kaplan's gone but you know i don't know i don't know we'll see it's going to be free so obviously um i think that companies kind of use that as a crutch sometimes to yeah. uh make whatever the fuck, yeah to make whatever the fuck they want and justify it um and that's what a lot of this feels like to me so i would rather pay 60 or 70 dollars um i would have paid 60 or 70 dollars to get the pve at launch i would have so um let me know 
Is Let the me know PVE when, still going to be still going to cost? Is it going to be a purchase? I'm pretty sure the only thing that's going to cost seventy dollars is the PVE. So that's. Okay. I mean, we could talk about it when it comes out and when right. we get more news. But is that going to be worth seventy dollars? I I just don't know. If right. I could play the multiplayer, which is the majority of the experience now. It's been said that they've been working on it for a long time and they're putting a lot of focus in it. And I get that. I'm just hoping that it seems like it's worth it enough because if it if it's not, I, I'll just do online. I'll, I'll have no reason to buy PVE if it's right. not good. So, yeah, it's uh, it's disappointing for sure. Not only do you need to have 100 matches to unlock all the characters, the original characters, but then you're going to need to win a hundred more times, at least according to what you said there. Yeah. I want to find that while you're looking at that. Yeah. Here's the other thing that bothers me is that if in 15 years, you know, probably overwatch two is dead and gone by then we'll see. Uh, It's shut down, whatever. And I am at a game store, retro games or whatever. And I find a copy of overwatch and I want to check it out and play it. You won't. Well, first of all, it's an online game, so that's kind of, you know, whatever. But you won't be able to play the original Overwatch ever again. It's gone. You might as well just snap your disc. Seriously, there is nothing you could do with it. Yeah. I wonder what happens if you pop it in, if it will just take you to the client to download to. I did find that, by the way, Ben. I was getting my numbers mixed. Just just real quick. I think if you put it in your console, it'll just explode. Oh, disc. fair yeah. enough. Fair yeah. enough. OK, I think I read um, that somewhere. But I was getting my numbers uh, jumbled up here. It's a hundred matches per game informer uh-huh. to unlock all the characters, and I and I apologize. Fifty matches of quick play, fifty wins in quick play to play That's competitive. Absolutely insane. Because if you are a new character, it's going to take you a long time to get fifty wins unless you're getting carried hard. Well, dude, I mean, prior to this, the barrier to be ranked and competitive was just playing ten matches, right? Not not winning. Right. Playing 10 matches, which, to be honest with you, sometimes and over the course of a season, that's not many matches. But whenever you just want to see what your rank is, sure, 10 is a lot, (laughs) but 50 and 50 wins. Nonetheless, it just it just feels discouraging. Um, I need it to be good because I need something to hold me over until Call of Duty. Right. Um, But yeah, it can't be that bad because it's free. And I guess that's what they're leaning on. So. Yeah, I guess we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we about to find out, Ben. I really enjoyed playing Overwatch early on, especially with you. Uh, you and Kevin I played a lot with, but I've just never felt like Overwatch 2, anything that was coming from it sounded good. And this isn't even, this is less encouraging. So yeah, we'll see. Although, although you know what, before you move on, mm-hmm. the couple new characters are kind of cool. I'm going to say that the the new healer looks really cool and really fun. um, And uh, Sojourn's cool. I didn't really vibe with Junker Queen too much, but the two new new additions are cool. But I also don't think they're going to be dropping new heroes like Candy. You know, I think we'll we'll probably get a couple this season, but we'll we'll see. Anyway, go ahead. Well, I was just going to move into uh, some more PlayStation stuff. PlayStation's new loyalty program, PlayStation Stars. Oh, yeah, we talked about that a couple weeks, yeah. Awful name, in my opinion, is uh, launching, I think, in just Asian markets today. Uh, Here, this comes directly from the PlayStation blog, and it says, What an exciting moment for PlayStation. Today marks the first regional launch of our new loyalty program, PlayStation Stars. 
I am pleased to usher, and this is Grace Chen, Vice President for Network Advertising, Loyalty, and Licensed Merchandise. I am pleased to usher in this new initiative for our PlayStation community, launching first in Asia, which celebrates our players' achievements with fun and delightful campaigns and the ability to earn rewards such as points and digital collectibles. With this launch, we commence our global rollout for PlayStation Stars, and this is just the beginning. We will continue to evolve the program by adding new features, rewards, benefits, and ways to enjoy what you love about PlayStation. Let's take a look at some of the key details. So they mentioned when things are going to start rolling out. I think October 5th is when it will roll out in North America, which is what applies to the majority of our listeners and us. Uh, They asked, uh, they said, is PlayStation Stars free to join? And it says it is free to join. You only need to have an adult account for PlayStation Network and accept the program's terms of service. How can I access PlayStation Stars? The full PlayStation Stars experience is accessible through the PlayStation app on iOS and Android. So I guess you can't Mm. join it through the place through PlayStation. That's that's weird. Isn't that weird? It does. We have plans to expand the console devices in the future. That's really weird. Uh, With PlayStation Stars, you earn rewards by completing a variety of campaigns and activities. Our monthly check-in campaign simply requires you to play any game to receive a reward. Other campaigns will ask you to earn specific trophies or even be among one of the first players to platinum a blockbuster title in their country or region. One of our first campaigns is called Hit Play slash 1994, where members who correctly launch games that match song-based clues will receive a special collectible. Uh, okay, what kind of rewards can I <laughs> can I earn? There are two types of rewards, loyalty points and digital collectibles. Points can be redeemed in a catalog that may include PSN wallet funds, exclusive digital collectibles, and select PlayStation Store products. As an additional benefit, PlayStation Plus members enrolled in PlayStation Stars automatically earn points for purchases on the PlayStation Store. So, anyway. Oh, wait, so they do go in here to, like, NFTs. I was going to say, you know, some of this is NFT talk. Digital collectibles are created just for our loyalty program, and while some of them can be rare, they are not one of a kind, nor does it leverage blockchain technology. They cannot be resold or traded. Digital collectibles can only be earned or acquired through PlayStation Stars. Hmm. So, there you go. Brandon, as someone who almost exclusively plays on PlayStation, what do you think about the PlayStation Stars program in general? I mean, it's free. It's Uh just something extra. Right. No, ideally, it would be integrated into the UI. You know what I mean? Kind of like the coins in Nintendo. And we did briefly touch on this a couple weeks ago, but I think it's fine. I really don't understand the whole collectible aspect. Um, I don't know if it's you can flex on your friends on Snapchat or what, but I don't think anyone's too interested in your uh, digital copy of a PlayStation 3 console. Um, But yeah, (laughs) I mean, I guess, hey, you know, if it means that, I think I said this exactly a couple of weeks ago, if, if it's like, hey, you platinum this game that you already bought and now you get $3 off your next purchase, I'd say, sure. okay, yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, anything to, you know, I'm already on the ecosystem, so right. why not benefit more? I don't think this is anything bad. I just think it's uninteresting. <laughs> right. So, uh, no, I think it'll be good and maybe... Well, no, no, because I, I was trying to think, is this for kids? But it literally says you have to be an adult. So I was like, I don't know. I thought maybe the collectible part was more of a kid's thing. But literally, you just read that it has to be an adult account. So yeah. I don't get that at all. But it could be cool. Why not get points for 
shit I'm already doing. But yeah, and it's it's especially going to benefit people like you who I mean, you play games on PlayStation most every day, right? Like at least a little bit. Yeah, I would say there's more days of the year that I'm not. There's less days of the year that I'm not playing my PlayStation than what I am. I think last year it said something like over 300 days I turned on my PlayStation last year or something. Yeah, exactly. So So for people like you, it's definitely going to be an advantage. And for people like me where, you know, most of the time I'm just going to pick where I want to play that game the most because I'm fortunate enough to have a PC, an Xbox or a PlayStation and a PlayStation. Um, But let's say I have to, I'm going to buy a game if I'm going to pick up console to buy it or a platform to buy it on and it's not something i want to play with mouse and keyboard it's almost definitely gonna be playstation so that benefits them even because hey if i can get a couple points towards the next purchase then it makes sense so we'll see i don't think i don't think this is in any way bad it may not be perfect and it may be kind of lame but it's not actually it doesn't seem like it's going to cost you anything it's only going to add so can't really fault them for that i suppose right and this is the launch, so you never know what's going to come down the line oh, in the yeah, future. Definitely, so. definitely. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Brandon, Netflix is building their own internal game studio. Now, we know Netflix has been toying around with the gaming space for a long time. For the first time ever, I saw an ad for place or for uh, Netflix games on a mobile app just because I literally opened it to figure out the name of a movie to recommend to my mom. And I was like, oh, there's games on here. And it actually showed them up. But anyway, it says this is from the Netflix blog. Today, I'm excited to announce that we're establishing an internal game studio in Helensky, Finland, with Mero Lastika as the studio director, or Marco Lastika. This is another step in our vision to build a world-class game studio that will bring a variety of delightful and deeply engaging original games with no ads and no in-app purchases to our hundreds of millions of members around the world. Why Helensky? Why Helsinki? Not Helensky. Why Helsinki? (laughs) It is home to some of the best game talent in the world. He's right about that, by the way. This will be a game studio that we build from scratch and our second game studio in Helsinki along Next Games, which became part of Netflix earlier this year, along with Night School Studio and Boss Fight Entertainment. These four studios, each with different strengths and focus areas, will develop games that will suit the diverse taste of our members. It's still early days and we have much more work to do to deliver great games experience on Netflix. Creating a game can take years, so I'm proud to see how we're steadily building the foundation of our game studio in our first year and look forward to seeing what we produce in the coming years. Brandon, uh, have you played any games on Netflix? 
No, no, I actually wasn't even aware of this existing. Um, I saw the news and I guess this is a good thing. Any company that has a ton of money to throw at something, I feel like is encouraging sometimes. Um, yeah, I, just like Stadia. Yeah, I right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, we we just talked about the line of corporate greed and obviously that can be factored in as well, but they put it out there out the gate, no microtransactions and uh, no in-app purchases. So, I mean, saying that at the get-go and being very clear about that, I feel like is something that almost nobody does. And if things like the app store didn't require you to disclose that, nobody would. Right. Um, so the fact that they're coming right out of the gate at the top of the show saying, hey, we got talented studios, or Netflix, we obviously have a fuck ton of money. Um, let's make some games. So I, right. I, th- I think this is good. Yeah. And um, for what it's worth, I don't think really the shows of Netflix reflect in any way uh, the games because it's just completely different. So right. uh, I'm interested in them investing in somebody else. I think that's great um, right. and can only be good. Another thing that may not be that exciting in the short term, but I think we'll get some good stuff as time goes on. So... Yeah, the only discouraging part to me is seeing new studios being built on platforms I will never probably use because it's very unlikely I'm going to want to play a game on my phone with touchscreen in the Netflix app. Right. Now, with that said, maybe there's other ways to do it. I have no idea because I haven't explored it. But for me, it's just like, well, okay, great. Another thing that isn't for me. And that's fine. I don't need everything to be for me. God knows I have enough games to play on my existing platforms that I don't play already. But yeah, that's kind of discouraging. But yeah, it it will certainly be interesting. Now you asked about the PlayStation Stars program, if that's for kids. I do think this is a way to capture not not only the kid market, but also a market that just isn't going to be playing on console or PC. Right. Um, There's plenty of people who have Netflix that aren't gamers that might jump into a narrative-focused touchscreen kind of game. Yeah. And I mean, hey, for what it's worth, I mean, what was that at the beginning of the year? We were seeing how down the shitter Netflix has been. Yeah. This might be a new avenue for them. Sure. And, you know, I mean, as someone who is a gamer, obviously, um, sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. I'll let almost any company go in the gaming ring um, yeah. because we've seen some absolute dog shit from some heavy hitters. Yeah. So at this point, I'm willing to let anybody make anything <laughs> as long as it's Dees. <laughs> so. Right. Brandon, another thing came out today. This is directly from uh, Cyberpunk's well, CD Project Red's Twitter. It says, over 20 million cyberpunks have been roaming the streets of Night City, partying with Jackie and getting to know Johnny, driving around Pan Am and diving with Judy hanging out with River and listening to Carrie's songs. Thank you, and we hope you s- we see you all in the afterlife. So it's 20 million copies sold for Cyberpunk. We have no idea how many of those were sold at what price point. We know a lot of them were probably sold at the $10 price point uh, <laughs> for that sale from a couple months back. But who knows? But either way, they were profitable on day one. So it is what it is. Uh, another article here from, uh, this is via Steam Charts. It says Cyberpunk 2077 just passed the all-time stink, stink, all time <laughs> peak, slip. man, it is rough today for me. <laughs> Just past the all time steam peak concurrent players for The Witcher 3 Cyberpunk 
131,258 versus The Witcher 3's all-time peak of 103,329. So they didn't just pass it. They completely demolished it by nearly 30,000 concurrent players. Yeah. Uh, Now, this is a game I played about six or seven hours of when it came out, and I decided, no, I'm just going to wait until it's in good shape. But I did jump back in this last week. I only got about three hours into it. I started over. Um, but man, it's just, it looks so good. It, everything about it is so good. Yeah. And I'm excited to, to get into it and dig in more and play a little bit. But Brandon, right. you've, you're a, a cyberpunk 2077 veteran. You've played it through twice, I think. No, 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 no. No. Um, I have started it and got well into my campaign twice. Okay. Um, but I'll be starting a new character when I play it next again. I feel like that's a game I can't just jump right back into, but yeah, um, yeah. I do have a decent chunk of hours. Um, but man, this is just interesting news. Um, I was seeing people talking today about how we shouldn't let this new rise in cyberpunk. Let us forget what happened before. Right. And to that, I just say, enjoy what you have now. Right. Um, nobody's forgotten what happened at launch. Trust me. Um, the people that care still care. Um, and the people that don't care don't even know what the fuck it is. Uh, right. So yeah. um, I think this is amazing. Um, I'm surprised. Um, no one has done video game adaptations like CDPR has. Sure. First, we have The Witcher. Excellent. I I think that 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 show was wonderful. I didn't actually watch the second season because I got lost as fuck through all of it. I need to just replay the Witcher games to kind of re-up myself on that. But the fact that it's being reinvigorated again by something that's not even the game is amazing. Um, I've watched Edge Runners. I've watched about half of it. Bravo um, to... Is it Studio Trigger? It is, yes. Yeah, Studio Trigger. So bravo to them because... That anime is fucking awesome. I don't know if you've watched it. I've watched all of it. But man, every single time I watch that, I think about cyberpunk for days, like literally days. Um, So if there wasn't if if there wasn't games coming out, I certainly would be popping back in as well. But I think this is something really important to note in general is that even with a botched launch of a game, this is hope for video game media outside of actual video games for me because cdpr has done it twice i know my thoughts have been a little bit jumbled that's but that's what i'm trying to get at is two times now they have managed to um draw people back into the franchise with non-game related media and i think that other studios other movie studios other producers you know, people that pay to get movies made need to take note of what CDPR is doing um, yeah. and take notes well, um, because it's so clear watching The Witcher Show and Edge Runners that people have played the games and love the games. And there needs to be oversight on these media for games that are not games. Um, And I feel like stuff like the Halo show just completely missed the mark on this sort of thing. You know, the second that I saw the battle rifle not being triple burst, it's like little things like that, that just make these things explode um, and really just add a touch to it. So I'm glad to see that they're getting some numbers. That game has always been good. FYI, it just depends on the platform you're playing it on. (laughs) Right. Um, right. It is a, 
disgustingly broken game or was um, for a long time, but it's always been a good game. Yeah. So let's just, you know, I'm going to focus on that because even at the beginning in its roughest state, sure, the performance wasn't there and that's not excusable, but the game was crafted with so much love and right. so much attention. Not all of it puts to the performance, but <laughs> yeah. 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 It's funny because I don't blame that game's failures so much on the development of the game as I do on the greed of the higher ups uh, wanting it to be on old platforms and that compromising a lot of things. So, right. I mean, you've got all sorts of excuses. Ultimately, it's their fault for releasing it poorly, but there's just no way that the developers, like the individual developers, all knew how bad it was going to be. So, right. I, do you think the success, of, you know, the renewed interest has, and I think I saw or heard last week that it was like a million new players a day or newer returning players a day, uh, which is insane. Do you think it has to do with the updates, the new update, or kind of is it solely with the, the show, the Netflix show? I'm going to be honest with you. They only started talking about people coming back after the show dropped. Yeah. I think the numbers in the show was so good. Yeah. I, I haven't finished, but the show is so good uh-huh. um, that I think that, you know, it just brought people back to the source material. I, I think that's a testament to not only, you know, the world, um, but obviously Studio Trigger. I think a lot of it, if not almost all of it, was the show. Yeah, that that's what lit the fire. You know, the kindling was already there, but the fire was lit by the anime pretty much. So and another win for Netflix. So um, I feel like we don't talk about those very often. um, But yeah, glad. Go ahead. And anybody who knows me or has listened to me or anything in the last ever uh, knows that I'm not an anime fan for anime's sake. Uh, I like anime when it's good and I'll pay attention to it if it's good but i'm not just gonna watch anime because it's anime and uh i really enjoyed the uh cyberpunk anime and so, i think and that I think gives it, you a recommendation yeah i was gonna say i think that's part of it is that you know i feel like weirdly enough even though it is kind of like cartoons which are incredibly popular in america sure um some people are turned off by it and uh I would encourage anybody who is even passingly interested in Night City um, to check out the anime. If you haven't already heard it being talked about already, it is not PG. um, But as long as you're willing to (laughs) to deal with blood, guts and sex, um, it's the it's the show for you. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I'll agree. Okay, Brandon, I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about two games here that you sent me trailers for that i did not get to see before we started the show uh one is wild hearts and the other being the finals if you just want to briefly talk about those i know you were pumped about them yeah no i just saw a couple things um i I guess i don't have a ton to say about them but i'll just kind of touch on them briefly sure um ea and what is it koyo tecmo um are working on yeah yeah, are working on a new monster hunter like game which is really awesome i feel like not many developers have kind of dipped into games like world stuff like that i feel like they've always kind of been in the monster hunter series nobody has tried to make a direct uh clone so to speak but I'm excited about this. Um, it looks like there's going to be some wacky monsters. Um, visually, it looked really pretty. I'm not holding my breath on that because it was probably on PC. Um, but yeah, just a new 
cool colored world with a bunch of monsters, I am itching for some more Monster Hunter. So the fact that anything even anywhere similar is coming out, um, I do think it's kind of disappointing that they didn't get a new Monster Hunter on this gen before somebody else cloned them. I think that's kind of interesting to me. Uh, They didn't even update worlds from what I understand to be a PS5 or next gen game. No, Um, I had heard rumor that they were going to put out an update and maybe they still will, but to my knowledge, and I could be totally wrong because I'm not in that ecosystem um, or I'm not in that game so much. Maybe they did that I didn't realize it, but you would know. Yeah, but that being said, maybe it's because they're working on something new, sure. um, which is good ultimately, but it's just kind of interesting that someone kind of beat them to the next gen market. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so it looks really awesome. I would watch it if you've ever played Monster Hunter. Uh, it seems more like World maybe than some of the other ones. I only have experience with World and I played many, many hours of World. Really, really love that game. Yeah. Um, but Looks kind of cool. We actually got some decent. It wasn't cinematic either. It was what seemed to be in game. Yeah. Um, so always a good sign. Um, and secondly, what was the other one called? I'm the, finals. The, the finals. finals. the finals. The yeah. finals. The finals. So we have some some X, I believe, EA and Battlefield devs um, that kind of split off and started their own thing. Um, the trailer doesn't give me an exact idea of what the game is, but it seems to be a squad-based shooter, um, maybe objective-based. I saw a couple like question mark gold boxes in it, so maybe objective at points too. But the big takeaway from this game is that, much like Battlefield, it seems as if the structures are insanely destructible. Um, and I saw people chattering all over Twitter saying like, this doesn't even look real from a first person shooter anymore, you know, whatever, but you know, it is real. Um, and it looks really cool. Uh, we don't get many games like this, many first person shooters. Battlefield used to be the king of this back in the day, the destructible environments. And I feel like it kind of is still there, but when did they really start that with battlefield? Was that battlefield three that kind of started out with like the crazy destructibility. And now it's like laughable how, how that game is now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly don't know because yeah. I, I kind of jumped into the series at four. Okay. Um, I never even actually played Bad Company either, which kind of is, is is a shame. But Bad Company 2 might be one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, I got to check that out sometime. I don't know how good it would be now compared to what, what's come after it. And especially since the online is probably not there, but right. it was it was something else. But no, we just got two little sneak peeks today. Um, kind of out of nowhere. They weren't really amongst any other announcements. They were just kind of thrown out there on social media. And it was kind of cool seeing two completely different games in one day kind of blow up on my timeline. So yeah. uh, between the two of them, I mean, I'm just looking forward to the next year, year and a half, to be honest with you, um, because yeah. I think we're going to get some actual heat. And after a year like y- this year, um, excluding... Uh, God of War and Elden Ring. <laughs> um, it's been kind of slow for me. So yeah. I'm just ready for the churn, man. Um, it's coming anytime now. I've been I've been itching. Itching right. like a fiend. Well, that uh, the finals is going to be uh, free to play. Oh, is it? Okay. And uh, so that's, that's cool. It's going to be PC and console. And you can sign up for playtesting on Steam, which I'm literally doing right now as we're talking. So Yeah, and it looks super clean, too, like visually yeah. and everything. It looks really tight. So yeah. um, I'm going to want to check that out if it goes in beta, for sure. Brandon, it's that time of the show 
where we talk about what we're playing, but really this is for me, I already talked a little bit about cyberpunk. It's pretty much only been those couple hours of cyberpunk I played this week. And then the modern warfare two beta. Ooh, wait. And I don't know what else you've been playing, but I want to talk a, a decent bit and let you have the floor mostly for two reasons. One, you're the call to the expert. And two, my voice is about to give out yeah. uh, completely. <laughs> no but, worries. Um, let's talk about the uh, Modern Warfare 2 beta. I had a blast. We played a lot together this weekend. We played Absolutely. with somebody, Dave. We played with Dustin. We played with Justin. We played with anybody else who would have us. Um, and we got info that this was the biggest Call of Duty beta of all time, which shouldn't be that big of a surprise, but crazy amount most hours played most players and most matches played and so this game is going to be insane in my opinion because it felt good too but yeah give me your thoughts no dude i'm really glad here let me see if i could see some i can't pull up the stats i saw them earlier it was like okay. astronomical amounts i wish i had the stats themselves but obviously a ton of hype. I feel like we've talked many times about the lull of the past two years since 2019. Uh And like I said earlier, post beta, I'm feeling a little bit empty. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I played well past my threshold for rewards. Um, And I enjoyed it. I feel like they took feedback right away from weekend one to weekend two. They even changed some stuff about it. Uh, They're pretty rigid about some of the changes that are kind of controversial. But I felt overall um, that this was by far um, one of the best betas uh, that's ever been in Call of Duty. Um, Most of them tend to be a little bit rocky. At least the past couple of years have been. Um, So uh, definitely looking forward to that. And clearly the hype is there. Um, I think that, and I hope that this just drives them to understand that, you know, you're seeing a lull in Warzone, you're seeing a lull in, in Vanguard. We talked about it last year. They're losing some numbers. And so I hope that this shows that there is still undoubtedly and to no one's surprise, a huge interest in Call of Duty and maybe more so than it's ever been at this point. Um, so I think that, I went from being skeptical uh, to being very excited um, after playing this. And I don't know that I was expecting to say that. If I'm going to be completely honest, I was expecting to be disappointed. Um, And now I'm even more excited. And, you know, I'm just as excited for the multiplayer, which I'm incredibly excited for, as I am for Warzone 2. Because, you know, as exciting as multiplayer is, this all was also a huge proof of concept and a proof of performance and a proof of gunplay for Warzone 2, which is going to be completely free. Right. So anyone who even is passingly interested in Call of Duty will be able to get a pretty similar experience to what I played during the beta for free. And that's yeah. crazy, dude, yeah. because it actually it felt really good, like really, really good. Um some people would say otherwise, but I've been playing Call of Duty for 10 years now, like thousands and not exaggerating thousands and thousands of hours, like 3000, 4000 hours. So I think the fact that just kind of what you were saying about it being a, a huge game, the fact that we've had two years of not terribly well received Call of Duties, that we're going to have a year off of Call of Duty next year. And the fact that this is a sequel, technically, to a game that was very well received is definitely going to make this a monster of a game. Yeah. 
And Call of Duty is always something to be competed with on the sales charts, and that's not going to change. And this is probably, honestly, the last Call of Duty game that won't be on Game Pass if the acquisition goes through. Which is uh, huge. I mean, uh, it's still going to sell a lot of a lot of copies. Don't get me wrong, but we're never going to actually probably get the same kind of numbers as we'll get this year again, because even if a lot of people end up buying it, a lot more people are going to. Um, or not a lot more, but a lot of people are also going to just going to play it on Game Pass, which is fine. Yeah. Whatever. No, dude, but, I, th- I think that's insane that it's on Game Pass. Yeah. Not not surprisingly, that's not what I'm saying. Obviously, they bought them or sure. are in the process, but like that value, I I don't know. It's like almost everybody that plays video games, period. Even people that don't. People know what Call of Duty is. You know what right. I mean? And the right. fact that that's on Game Pass, not, Game Pass did not need... It was not hard to sell somebody on Game Pass. Now it's... It, it's even more. It's like every month something new is making right. it more valuable. So. I'm just wondering when they're going to up the of the value of the cost for it. But uh, yeah. maybe if they keep growing the numbers, they won't have to. I don't know. True. Brandon, what are some of the things about the beta that you did not like? Cause we've talked a lot of, I mean, you've talked a lot specifically about, right. you know, that you liked it, but what, what were, what are some of the issues you have with it? Uh, honestly, I don't know. I, I liked a lot of it. Um, I feel like there's a constant back and forth with balancing that goes on. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's going to be out the gate, something that they obviously and have in the past really focused on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of what I didn't like about it. The things that the I didn't UI, like about the it. The UI was the, yes. ass. The yes. UI was ass. That's it. And I was trying, I was trying to think of playing the game. And I, whenever I think of playing the game, I, the first thing wasn't the UI, but the UI was awful. It was so bad. Um, and I have a hard time thinking they'll totally adjust that before release because obviously they worked on it a long time. Right. But I don't know who in their playtesting was like, guys, this is great. Yeah. No, it's really bad. Um, I don't know if they were trying to tailor to console players to make it easier for them or make something in between so that PC players are more acquainted with the UI. It just felt like bad either way you cut it i mean it wasn't good for you as a pc player and it wasn't good for me as a console player so who was it for is what i was wondering right um but yeah that was a little bit iffy um i will say now that i'm thinking about it i did and i have in the past had some issues with cross generational play Uh uh-huh yeah and I'm hoping because we did have some weird issues only with cross generational. Not sure. You played with Christian too. Yeah. Yeah. Only with cross generational, not PC to current gen. I did not right. have issues. And even with Lauren, because Lauren has a PS4 as well. I was having some on and off issues. And the same thing happened in Vanguard. And the same thing happened in Cold War. Hmm. So I'm hoping that we're not marred by more issues. I get that the load times aren't as good on those consoles. Sure. But if you're going to release it, you got to parody it in some way. Like, yeah. l- like you got to make it comparable. Um, you know, I, I cannot tell you how many times I would be playing a game with Lauren. We'd be playing gun game, which is a go as fast as you can kind of game. Every right. time you get a kill, you get a new weapon. And then when you get the last weapon, you win. I would be in the match and have three kills before she even loaded in. Oof. Yeah. So I don't know, man, the moment to moment for me, Really, really, really solid. I love the gunplay. I I was expecting to not like the maps, 
I liked every single map that was on the both of those weekends. Yeah. But there is some of the things you don't think about as much, or at least I don't, once I've learned them. The UI was bad, and I'm hoping the um, you know, internet performance of the client will be good as well because I feel like we've had some jank stuff with cross generational, but sure. I guess we'll see. Did you see anyone having performance issues? I swear I saw people talking about having performance issues, but I had a beautiful experience. No, so. my, mine on PC ran like a dream. I didn't have a single issue with it. Um, I had some issues when I was streaming it, but I don't think that was because of the game. I think that was because of OBS having a, a fit. Yeah, but no, I, I agree. It's, it's almost like, I mean, I really love this era of more and more cross play and cross progression and everything else. But if it's going to cause people to have a worse experience, then and I would imagine that these people would agree, put previous gen consoles on different servers. Yeah, like put everybody who's on PS4 with on people who are with PS4 and Xbox 360, whatever. Or not 360, my God, <laughs> Xbox One. Because not only are you going to have a better experience as a PS5 or PC player, they're going to have a better experience not constantly getting into the match late or, you know, not, not spawning fast. Not at all. Yeah, or not at all. Yeah. Yeah. So just think if you've been better at gun game, uh, Lauren might not have got to play at all. <laughs> right, exactly. The match is half over by the time she spawns. And, yeah. I, and I wish that was a one-off, Ben, but I'm serious. Cold War and Vanguard, specifically yeah. with matches that boot up right away and that you're in the action right away, like free-for-all or whatever, not shitting that the PS4 will load in 15, 20, 30 seconds after everyone else. So, Well, I understand why people are hesitant to do it, but like here, for instance, just because I have a lot of awareness with this game, Sea of Thieves, there are people still playing Sea of Thieves on, you know, launch console Xbox Ones. And then there are people playing it on Series X and the brand newest, most beefy PCs you could possibly get. And and the brand, brand new console as well. And the problem is that like the black screens between either when you like respawn or whenever you die and have to come back. Everybody says the calls them black screens. They take forever on those old consoles and it, it slows down the servers too, because you know, there's people with slower hardware, but people will get sunk. Like their ship will sink while they're in the loading screen before they can even load in because they're on that older hardware. And it's frankly, it's not fair to people who are, who are on newer consoles to have to suffer for that. But it's even less fair to the people who are on the older consoles who the, the live service has moved on and they're stuck with less hardware or, you know, lower hardware. And that's not always your fault. Like sometimes you just, you know, you can't swing it or you don't want to swing it, whatever. Right. And by not being willing to, whether it's Call of Duty or Sea of Thieves or any other game that does cross-gen, by not being willing to leave someone behind, you're really just hurting everybody. Yep. And, and that sucks. And I'm not... I'm obviously not a game dev. I'm not in uh, network engineer or an I, internet specialist. I think that's specialist. more a game publisher issue than a game dev because most devs well, want their game to be the best it can be. Publishers want to make the most amount of money. Right. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that I, don't, I feel like it couldn't be that hard because literally on games like, you know, on Xbox and on PlayStation, the PS4 version of the games, why don't you just code it? They're, they're different files. They're literally different files. Right. So code it, like, like you said earlier, that's a perfect solution. Just... Count them out. 
count them with the rest of the PS4 players, count them with the rest of the Xbox players. But the only thing I can think of being bad about that, though, is the player counts being down. But I don't know. Yeah, there's like some extent. There's like a ton of PS4. Okay, so then if the player counts too low, if the player counts too low to justify having servers just for them, then just eliminate it. True. From the equation. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't think that's the case yet. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Well, I'm excited for Call of Duty. Me um, too, man. Yeah. I cannot fucking wait. I'm going to be there day one, and I honestly don't know if Warzone will be holding me more or Call of Duty uh, multiplayer, and that's a kind of a good position to be in because Dude, I've... I, was, I was telling Justin the other night, my, my buddy Justin, that, and we actually became friends by playing Call of Duty together. Uh, I was telling him the other night, I'm like, I think I want to play some Call of Duty again, some Warzone specifically. Yeah. And I think I'm going to... I think I'm going to dip back in although i'm so far behind on the meta not only the meta but also the weapon um everything to do with weapons and like unlocking stuff and we could talk about that sometime um off stream but uh, the war war zone right now you might be further off just waiting the month (laughs) yeah imo but um anyway so yeah but it's going to be exciting nonetheless obviously sure. really cool stuff coming down the pipeline and i'm glad it didn't just completely shit the bed because call yeah. of duties have launched uh completely uh f- feature uh not functional at points right. so um but yeah i mean i'm excited for that and aside from that really all that's happened with me in gaming pretty much i finished uh-huh. metro Oh yeah, I f- yeah, yeah, finished Metro finally. Um, I feel like that game felt so much longer than it actually was. And I'm going to say it again. The dialogue's super bad. It's the worst part of the game. Uh-huh. Um, but the story was interesting. The characters were cool. And the world was what set it apart. Um, yeah. Aside from the standout PlayStation 5 performance, just good all around. Um, I don't think unless a new Metro comes out, I'll be going back because this is the newest one. And I right. kind of struggled at points with this game. So yeah. I don't think going to an older one will do me much better. Um, but no, aside from that, I've just been bopping around. I popped in Kiwi. I don't know if you remember oh, playing that. I do playing that. Yeah. Played a little bit of Kiwi, tried Ape Escape for the first time. Okay. So that was pretty interesting. I'd never played that game before. Um, I tried Witchwood, which was another game that's on PS5 that's a part of the premium. I don't know if you've heard of that one. I've never even heard of that, I don't think. I seriously have just been popping into like five or six different games, seeing if it catches my interest and then and then popping out if I'm bored. It's actually been really, really awesome that I've been able to do this on PlayStation. Yeah, for sure. um, I'm going to talk about premium again, like I have every week. Um, if there's stuff in there that you're interested in, I've gotten my worth from it and it's been like th- three or four months. So, yeah, nice. Um, yeah, that's about it. We'll see. I'm still playing Fortnite. The new season's interesting. Um, but after playing the Modern Warfare 2 beta, it is not hitting as, hit the same. It's just not. It, it's funny because I was thinking earlier today, I was like, maybe I should hop back in and, you know, work on my battle pass and stuff. And I'm like, I just don't think I care. Yeah. Which is always like anytime I have a relapse into Fortnite, I'm like really into it for a week or two. And then I play it out of obligation for a couple of weeks. And then I'm like, eh. So we'll see. I'll probably hop into it and have a fine time, but I just like don't have any strong pushes or urges towards it, I guess you could say. I am positive I would still be hot on Fortnite if I hadn't hadn't played the Modern Warfare 2 beta. Yeah. Um, so it sucks that it did that to me, but I guess it's a good thing. I have something to look forward to that I actually genuinely really like. So. Sure. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, you. I mean, you've always been a Call of Duty guy, so it's no surprise. All right, dude. I think that's it. Man. All right. All right, guys. If you uh, if you missed it earlier, or if you want to hear it again, handsomephantom.com slash discord is where you can come and hang out with us and chat with uh, other listeners. And uh, patreon.com slash handsomephantom is where you can go to support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get ad-free early access to the show and our undying love. Brandon, thanks for hanging out. Thanks yeah. for bearing with me as I'm barely making it through here. But feel, uh, <laughs> feel better, dude. Thanks for appreciate sure. it. Got to get you back up to tip top. That's right. All right, guys. We will see you next week. And hopefully Dave will be back with us too. Bye. Bye. The HP Podcast is made possible by our patrons over at patreon.com slash handsome phantom. The following patrons are at the $5 or above level, and we appreciate their support. Wormhat, Toby Ryland, Charles Peterson, Edward Walton, Josh Cummings, Jared, Poot, Boots, Passive Pixels Edwin Castillo, Maurice Bays, Htrons, Brian, Nuke Dukem, and Derek O.